some holy bread. So grab your coffee and your Bible. December the 15th, the year of our Lord, 2022, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits.
That's such a pretty song. Look at that pretty eye. All right, guys. Thank you so very much, everybody. Ah, good morning, saints of God. God is good all the time. God is good. All right, welcome, guys. Bible study this morning. Got your Bibles open? I imagine when you click it on, you're opening your Bibles. That's what I imagine. You know where we're at. We're in Revelation chapter 17 this morning, beginning 17. And we're going to jump right in. That uh, It's a wonderful song. It's a long song as well. So let's just jump right into No, that's good. Good song. Loved it. Uh, so Revelation chapter 17 uh, made me some notes here right before we went live. What I wanted to remind you is we've already heard of the fall of Babylon. And uh, let's see. Revelation 14 verse 8. Revelation 16 verse 19. We already talked about the fall of of Babylon the Great. So the, the fall has already been talked about. Chapter 17 and 18 is going to detail, give us much more detail about Babylon the Great. And uh, so it's very, uh, very awesome chapters. Now I wanted to jump ahead before we read the first six verses. I wanted to jump ahead in this chapter and read just a couple of things uh, if you haven't read the book of Revelation before, if you haven't read this before, uh, just to put this in your head and where this comes from, you know what? We don't need to do that. We just need to read it. Okay. Let, me, let me just change that. Let's just read first six verses and then we'll... So starting with verse 1, chapter 17, the great harlot. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast which was full of of names of blasphemy, having seven heads, ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead, a name was written. What's written? What did John see on her forehead? Mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. Okay. So let's back up and take this line by line. And remember, this is written written uh, while John is on the Isle of Patmos. Uh, you guys that are with me every day, you hear me say this a lot, but some, some people just tune into Daybreak ever so often. 
And so remember the context that he is receiving this in, persecution under Rome. Now, the angels with the seven bows, this, this is one of the angels that poured out those seven last plagues that we just read about in chapter 16. One of those angels, it didn't tell us which one, but one of those just came over and had a conversation with John. He came to me and he talked to me. So he's like, hey, John, come here. Let me talk to you. Or he came to John and talked to him. He says, come and I will show you the judgment. Now, we've already talked about that judgment has come. We just read that before. And uh, it says the judgment of the great harlot, or you could say prostitute, or a more unkind word would be whore. I think, is that what the KJB says? Yeah, the King James would say whore there. Uh, the judgment of the great harlot or prostitute who sits on many waters. Now, if you'll jump to verse 15 right quick. Then he said to me, the waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. That is to say that this great harlot who sits on many waters, the many waters are nations. That means it's an international. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's nations plural. Now, what we're reading about when we say great harlot, we're reading about a false religious system. When we talk about women or a woman, it's describing a religious system. Okay, as the as we read in chapter twelve about Israel, and we may you could talk about Israel, God's people, or Israel, the Commonwealth of Israel, that Gentiles now who believe in the God of Israel, believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Uh, Galatians chapter three says, if you are Christ's, that is, if you belong to Jesus, then you are. Heirs, you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And Romans 14 says we've been grafted in, Romans chapter 11, excuse me, we've been grafted into this vine. We've been, we're, we're part of, Paul would say, the commonwealth of Israel. Now, we don't replace Israel, but we're part of the commonwealth of Israel. And that is very, very important to know. Well, there's another woman, and this woman throughout Scripture is a false woman. It's a harlot. It's a prostitute and that's what this religious system Babylon is talking about I shared with you uh, yesterday how Babylon was a literal city Genesis chapter 11 a literal city it set on the bank of the rivers of Euphrates or actually it straddled the Euphrates and it was a literal city as the first it becomes the the prototype uh, let's see the civil, civilization that expressed hostility toward God, that is to say. To the Jews, here's to, under, to understand this. To the Jewish mind, to John as he's writing this, Babylon represents what's evil. The, the uh, foe of Israel, the enemy of Israel. You know, the, the, the ones who took them into captivity, right? To which now Rome, that he's they're still under is just a descendant of that same mindset that false Babylonian system now I should mention this this is very important to understand Nimrod you know the name Nimrod right well Nimrod 
uh, what's his wife's name? Um, I've jotted it down. Semiramis. Anyway, she was what you call the high priestess of idolatry, if you want to study that out. Started back in Babel. Now, she had, there, there is a messianic tone to it. And you need to understand that to understand the true idolatrous nature and the prostitute nature of it. Because the, the claim is that she had a child. And there's different claims of how she had the child. But it's claimed that she had a miraculous birth, a miraculous child. And her child's name was Tammuz. Okay? Well, Tammuz, uh, in Babylonian, in the Canaanite literature you would know him as Baal, B-A-A-L, or Baal. And that is, he becomes this figure of, it's kind of like the false messianic figure. We're talking about a false religious system. When we talk about this Babylon the Great, this mother of harlots, okay? He says, I'm going to show, I want to show you the judgment. I want to explain to you this judgment of the great whore that sits on many waters. Then it says, verse 2, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication. Kings of the earth, they're intoxicated. Now, she's riding, so he carries me away, verse 3, in the spirit into the wilderness. Now, when I first started reading the Bible, my idea of a wilderness was of like a forest, brother Charles. I, I had this image, when I read wilderness, I had this image of tall trees and that's not what a wilderness is in the bible in the wilderness the wilderness in the bible is a desolate place it is a desert you know and so that it's a desolate place and he takes him into this desolate wilderness and he says i want to show you the judgment of this harlot that all the kings of the earth have drunk of her the wine of her fornication you know they've all bought into her lie that is to say so, so when he goes to see the woman, he sees this scarlet beast full of the names of, I mean, she's sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of the names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Where did we read that before? This is the beast that we read about in Revelation chapter 13. The beast with seven heads and ten horns. This is the same beast. Now, She's sitting on the beast, which means, here's how I see it. There, there's some uh, reality that this beast cannot rise to power. The, the beast is the Antichrist system. The beast is the Antichrist political system. Okay, But you have two sides to this. You have a, in, in order for this beast to come to power, you have to have a false religious system as well think of the terms coexist that you see on bumper stickers all the time now let me be clear here i thank god for freedom of religion in america it it has not never been good for uh even in in times when it's like Christianity is the forced religion on everybody, then whose Christianity is it going to be? So I, I am thankful. You know, I, I don't want, I want to be able to have free speech. I want people to be able to free be free to express 
their opinions, but listen to me carefully. All religions cannot, all religions cannot lead to God. That is one of the silliest things that anybody could ever say. It's also blasphemous. It is blasphemous. I mean, you can if you think about it, people want to say, oh, well, they're all right. That's that's ludicrous. That cannot be true. Okay. However, this harlot system in the end time, there will there will be this system of uh, re- this religious system that absorbs and takes all in. So I see this as apostate Catholicism, apostate Protestantism, apostate Islam, and a smorgasbord of all all kinds of other religion. Think about just the Hindu religion alone. Isn't there something, now I may be wrong here, y'all correct me. I think there's like 330 million gods in Hinduism. It's something crazy like that, right? But here's the reality. The Antichrist system, the beast system, the end-time political system cannot come to power without some kind of a one-world religious system. It has to happen. The world is too religious. So there has to be this forming of this apostate religious uh, harlot system in, in, uh, in order for the uh, political beast to rise, if that makes sense. Because we're going to find that once once he finds himself having power, we're going to find that the ten, actually the political system turns and destroys the harlot. Think of Second Thessalonians, who exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. Okay? So that he, as God, sits in the temple of God, claiming himself to be God. Remember that? That's in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So, but to come to power, the nations of the earth are religious. So you've has to form some kind of a religious system that is not a virtuous. It can't be dedicated to one system, if that makes sense. Can't be a virgin or a pure wife like the church is the bride of Christ that's dedicated to one husbandman, right? One husband. It must be a prostitute that can lay with anybody in a system that, does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Did I say that okay? That made, okay, good. So, to clarify, the great harlot. Now, let's look at this. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet. Now, this is purple and scarlet. People say, oh, that's Catholicism. Well, now think about it. When when John is getting this, there's no doubt that Rome is the one persecuting the Christians. And the the first they were persecuting Christians at first because Christianity was a a new sect, even within Judaism. So the first persecution came from the Jews, actually, who didn't believe in Yeshua, Jesus. And in the early days, like in the book of Acts, you'll find Rome even protecting the Apostle Paul. However, it did not take long as the church grew and uh, as, you know, it went into the Roman Empire, then people would 
the the religions of the Roman Empire would begin to persecute the Christians. This false religious system, you know, of the Greeks and all of those. And so what was the what's the lineage now? The lineage now is Rome, right? It is Rome. It is at this time the country of Rome. Okay. And yes, there's purple and scarlet. But the reality is, is this beast, uh, this whore, this harlot, this prostitute is bigger than any one religious system. Now, I was always taught it was just one religious system, but it's bigger than that. There's no way that can be it. It must be more than that. Now, and I'm telling you, apostate Protestantism is in it as well. Okay. There's, a, there's many that's caught up and drink the wine of the intoxication of this all religions. Hey, it don't matter what you believe. Just believe something. They're all equal. Well, that's impossible if you study any of them. That's just crazy. So notice here it says she's drunk. Uh, well, she's rich, okay? So the false religious system is rich, by the way. <laughs> will always be rich. She's got a cup in her hand full of the abominations and filthiness of her fornication, her not being pure. On her forehead, a name was written. Now, I have read, I have read, how true is this? I don't know. But I have read that Roman prostitutes would wear a headband. And on this headband, it would be engraved, their name would be engraved on the headband. That's what I've read. Uh, so that's interesting that this picture on her forehead is the name written. What's the name? Mystery. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots. She's not just a harlot. She's the mother of harlots. And as I've shared with you, yes, I believe this goes back to Genesis. This goes back to all religions that oppose itself against the one true God, the creator of the universe, God in heaven and earth, Jesus, the only begotten of the Father, the Holy Spirit, the opposition that goes up against that. And then verse 6 says, And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of, of Jesus. And so in, in John's day, there was martyrs' blood being shed. Okay. Uh, throughout 2,000 years, it's still happening today, right? Matter of fact, I've shared this with you on Daybreak. There has been more martyrs in the last 100 years than all the previous years of Christianity put together. That's hard to understand, but it's hard to understand because we live here. We live over here. That's why it's hard. For us to think about these things. We have brothers and sisters being persecuted all over the world, even as we speak. And so there's the faithful, and then there's the harlot system, and there's still the spirit behind that is the spirit of those who want to kill the truth. And let me say it this way. I jotted this down. False religion is always, always the worst enemy of true religion. False religion is always the worst enemy of true religion. 
It's just how it is. Okay, what time is it? Yeah. Okay. So we'll take off. We'll take off right there, and then uh, we'll take up with verse seven tomorrow. If you've got questions, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I forget to cover this or cover that, but uh, I do look for questions. When I don't see any, I just keep on going. So we will start with verse seven tomorrow, and. Uh, we'll learn about this beast as well that is carrying her. And remember this, the beast is the eighth. It's of the seven, but it is the eighth. That's something that we'll get into talking about tomorrow as well. All right, love you, saints of God. Thank you for tuning in as we walk through the book of Revelation. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're learning something, or at least it's stirring up for you to ponder and meditate and think about the word of God. That's what Daybreak's all about. It's just encouraging you to get in the Word of God and actually read it for yourself and uh, look at what it's saying. All right? He said, Matthew wanted you to know that in the storm last night when he was afraid that he asked, he talked to God and God comforted him. Oh, that's Praise good him. to hear, Matthew. Always in the storm, talk to God. That's Thank you for letting us know that, Matthew. Yep. And we're praying for Donna May this morning. Amen. Father, we want to lift up Donna May to you. Whatever the heat problem is, God, we pray that they'll be able to get it fixed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for comforting Matthew during the storm last night. And uh, thank you for parents that are teaching Matthew to come to you in the storm. All right, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hopefully, if I can find it, I'm going to try to have a little video clip for you guys to watch tomorrow that's going to blow you away. Maybe. We'll see. If the Lord will help me, I will do it and get it done. See you tomorrow. Love you guys. Have a good day. Bye.